1: Listener
0: production. Hey, I'm pro surfer and mental health advocate, Kuba Chapman, and this is Good Humans. On this episode, I'm sitting on the deck of a beach house in Hawaii, talking to my best mate, pro surfer, Wade Carmichael. Wade and I have been travelling together and surfing for years, and he is one of the most powerful surfers I know and out of the water, one of the humblest. In this chat, you'll hear about the movie we watched together that changed his life, and the simple things he focuses on to stay present. Please welcome Wade Carmichael. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. Nice intro, Coops. Thanks for that one. Let's go back a couple of years. When we both started the same year competing on the QS, we kind of I guess, matched up and went, you know what, let's do this together. We both got on the qualifying series at the same time. And I guess at the start, our first year, we were both quite successful in the first half of the year. And then the back half of the year, you took off. And I was going through a bit of a tough time with a few relationship things. And my sister told me to put the movie The Secret on, which is about the law of attraction. I made you watch it with me because I was like, I'm putting a movie on and that's kind of what we do on the road. We kind of just watch movies together and hang out and keep it super chill. But I feel like after you watched that movie, something kind of clicked and your career started kind of taking leaps and bounds forward. Was that something that you felt like you've taken into consideration after watching that movie? That
1: time of my career was an interesting one because that year we travelled to Mexico. i was I'm pretty sure the first time I'd done like a leg of competitions and I remember the first comp, you were with your girlfriend and I was with another of my buddies. Heath and I remember just booking a flight and then booking a flight home and nothing in between so I was like fully unorganised but I was so excited and I was confident everything was going to go to plan but nothing ever goes to plan especially when me and you were together (laughs) and yeah well we ended up at Acapulco together that year and we watched that movie and I feel like for me like there were things that clicked and I understood and I've related to the, the secret movie. And I just took that into that first competition. I even broke it down and like visualized exactly what I wanted straight after that. Because I always knew what I wanted, but I never visualized. And, and since that day I've visualized hundreds of things. Nearly everything that I've done, I've visualized. And I learn a lot just from taking snippets of that movie and then since then I've taken snippets of every, every person I run into, every, like, every situation, you can just grow that little bit from some people or someone or anything that happens in your life and then, yeah, I ended up winning that contest in Acapulco. That was a huge one for me, my first QS win ever. That kind of just gave me that confidence and it made the visualizations that I was having stronger. Because I always look back to that. Went into the next competition confident. I even lost my boards in the airport the next comp and I had to borrow someone's board. And I I borrowed someone's board, had a good heat, but I was still visualizing that I was going to win. And I borrowed someone's board, won that heat, went back to the airport that afternoon, got my boards next day, surfed another heat and it was like nothing changed. So I just had that confidence in myself and the strong belief in... Of my what I was visualizing that was coming through, and then I've yeah I've been doing that forever since since that day. It's like it's pretty powerful. I feel like so the universe is telling us something, and I feel like when I can have that strong thought about it, and you can imagine yourself up on the podium or imagine yourself anywhere in life, it, it feels real, and then it happens, and it has
0: happened to me a lot, and I feel like it's been a huge key to what my career. That's really cool. It makes a lot of sense. Now, in hindsight, looking at all your successes over the last couple of years, you're such a strong-willed guy and you're such a, I guess it seems like you're chilled and relaxed all the time, but it's almost like you've got this laser focus and you know what you want and you go and get what you want. It's it's really a special thing to have. And I think anyone listening who has goals, I guess you can relate it to goals visualization. So many times we have these goals and we start putting small steps towards them, but I think with visualization, so many times people just see themselves doing it. But for me, visualization is seeing it and actually feeling it and imagining how that feeling would be when you win. Is that something when you visualize, you try and not only see it but feel it and be in that situation?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. You, it's not just. I don't just think before I go to bed that I'm going to stand on the podium and hold the world title trophy up. Yeah that's that's not going to go very far. It's that's, that's that's kind of under the category of dreaming probably. And then but like when you visualize and you can feel it, it's way stronger and way more powerful and that I even draw confidence out of having that feeling, I feel like just knowing it's there and then knowing that it's possible. So then when you have when I have that that feeling, I just do my steps that I can do for my body, my boards, my like physical health, mental health, whatever I can do, going to the gym, surfing every day, just ticking my boxes and then those visualizations get stronger and um, and they come true.
0: There's, I guess, a few stages to it. If you just visualize and don't put any small steps towards it, it's not going to happen. You put that in the dreaming category too. But as long as you have those kind of micro goals, and you're ticking every box, it's almost like I like the metaphor how you kind of said it, the the visualisations get stronger the more little steps you do taking towards that dream or I guess that big goal, it almost becomes a clearer picture in your mind when you start ticking off boxes and start doing the things in the right direction to get you where you want to achieve it. I guess relating it to yeah, someone at school who wants to get a really good result, you can't just dream that you're going to get a ATAR of 100 by and just keep dreaming about it and visualising getting that piece of paper, you kind of really need to study for it and take those steps in the right direction and then you'll start going, oh, you know what? This is achievable. I guess having those micro goals moving towards, I guess, the direction of your dream is super important. With, with our surf careers, we've had, I guess, pretty similar in the way that we both got to a point in our career where we lost financial support from sponsors when you lost that support, how did you keep that drive and that belief in yourself? Because so many times when people lose that financial support in surfing, it's so hard. We travel the world. It costs us about forty dollars to $50,000 a year. And without, I guess, any backing from a brand or I know you and I are quite similar. We don't have families that can really afford to support us like that. And I, get, I know we're the same. We would never ask that of them anyway. So how did you find that belief that you were going to get there in those tough times?
1: I just believed in myself. I every minute I was working and grinding out some money, like money to physically get me to the next comp, I knew it was going to be worth it, and I never doubted it. It's what I wanted to do. I never really looked into it that hard, to be honest. It was just like, it's an easy question. Why would I give up? <laughs> I never wanted to give up. So why why, why would I even think about? giving up. But there, there was moments when I did think about giving up, obviously, when you got 500 bucks in your account and you're like, I can't buy a flight. But then you, it's it's worked out. I, I got to the comps. I did what I did and went through the motions. I might have lost some comps when I just scrapped enough money to get there or I might have went good and then it got me to the next one. And then it kind of just kept rolling from there and I just kept building on that. And there was tough times where you like down trying to build back up, but there was always that like core of belief that I didn't want to give up. It wasn't in really the core belief that I knew I was going to be able to
0: do it. I just knew I didn't want to give up. Yeah, I like that. Rather than, I guess, having the belief that you're going to get there, it's just the be- knowing that you're never going to give up is such a cool attitude. I guess it's kind of relates a lot to the way a lot of the commentators talk about you on the um, world tour is that you're the true Aussie guy and the Aussie spirit lives so deep within you. It's like, I'm never going to give up. I've got these goals. I've visualized these goals. They're things that are going to happen to me. It's almost like willing these great things that have happened to you to to happen to you. So this is a bit of an interesting one. So when you qualified, no, a couple of years ago, you won Hallie Eva, which is 10,000 points. You got third in a prime, which is six and a half thousand points. And you came into the last event of the year at Sunset Beach and there was so much hype around you because you just won Ever They were like, Wade Carmichael needs to make one more heat to get onto the world tour, which is has been both of our dreams since we were kids. And we were like, yep, you're going to do it. You need to make one heat at sunset. And you went out there and lost. What went through your head after that moment? I
1: don't think it was that I missed the opportunity. It was very tough. I was rattled and disappointed and wished things went differently. But I kind of got to a stage where I just... Brushed it away and moved on. That was a huge step that, like, just dealing with it and then moving on because I was just like, I'm not going to whinge and moan and worry about this for the rest of my life. If it wasn't meant to happen, it wasn't meant to happen. And it was pretty clear it wasn't meant to happen. I just, I don't really remember the heat. I just, I think, I remember someone got some really good waves and I was just, just kind of stuck and didn't really even get the opportunity. And that was it. That was the moment where it wasn't meant to happen. So I kind of accepted that. And that was like another another like chunk of um, knowledge, I'd say, where I took that into myself and learned from that. Just letting things go is a huge part. Because before then, I didn't really had to let anything go. It was more just like trying to go forward. But I went so far forward where I won and then so far back where I lost, it was like a huge like up and down. So then I'm having this new feeling about trying to let go of everything. And then that year I actually went bad on the QS, but I still feel like that was like learning because I think it was the next year that I qualified. And that might've just been the extra tool in my kit that i needed to win and in the long run i really think it was because that's been a huge part of my career is letting things go even in my in life there's just moments where you just can't control so if you if you don't even let it affect you in that moment you don't even need to let it go so you just let it keep rolling over some you have to take some things affect you all that you can't help so then you have to go through the process of letting it go. But if it's just uncontrollable,
0: then it's just what's meant to be. I think letting go is such an important thing to do in life because we all have things that eat us, up, eat up our brains and go. we go over a million times at night. I can imagine after you lost, there would have been nights and nights on end where you're like, if I just got through the heat, I was my dream was right there. But at the end of the day, looking back at that for your career, you kind of, If you qualified that year, you might say you probably weren't ready. You like had a lot of things missing in your surfing. That now, when you're on tour, you're dynamite and you're very close to unbeatable to a lot of the guys because you're so powerful. But hold
2: up.
0: Having that sort of experience of that roller coaster of being in that extreme high to that extreme low, I guess, armoured you and made you ready for the highs and lows of the world tour. So on the world tour, the events, you have 10 events a year in the best waves in the world against the best surfs in the world. I'm sure you go up against some of the guys and just go, how am I meant to beat these guys? How do you go into events? And I know this is something really powerful for you because you – When I go out and compete and I'm against someone who's known as a freak, like if I have Felipe Toledo or John John Florence or one of those guys in my QS heats, I go, I need to really step it up and change. I feel like I almost need to change something to achieve a heat win. You, when you go out and surf heats against those guys, look like you're not phased. Do you feel that pressure or do you just go out and go, I'm just going to do my own thing?
1: Yeah, you just nail it on the head. It's just I, I broke down my strategy of surfing heats and I just only wanted to do my thing. Whatever I can do in the water, stick to your strengths, execute your strengths and the outcome is going to be whatever outcome it is. You might win some, you might lose some. But if you do what you thought in your head or visualised, so say I want to visualise, I want to get a wave and do three turns and not fall off. If I do that, I'm going to be stoked that I've achieved my goal there. But if I win, I'm going to be more stoked. If I lose, it just wasn't my day and I might have had the wrong strategy or just might not have been up for it that day. So I just kind of broke it down to whatever I can do. If it's good enough, it's good enough. And if it's not... Uh, it's just not not I shouldn't have got through the heat so it's hard it's hard sometimes because you you have to steer yourself in the right direction to be able to beat these guys and like there's heats where people are like oh he's in his local break like he's gonna win like he's he's the favourite and it's just like I can still win I might be like on paper not the right odds to win but I'm still in the water there's still a 50-50 chance of me getting the waves and him falling off or him not getting the waves and I get him like you can't control any of that so if I just stick to my guns and and control what I can control and execute my plan my chances of winning are going to be higher and I've just stuck to that and and backed myself through that thought process and these names that, you're, that everyone thinks can beat you are just names. They're not there's, – there's, there's,
0: there's people in the water as well trying to execute their jobs. How do you get in that mindset of is it kind of a, you know what, I'm going to be worse off if I start thinking negatively or when you do have those negative thoughts because I know everybody does and I'm sure you do. You second guess yourself occasionally when it gets to certain things. How do you silence that? Is it just a preparation thing or is, it, is there something special you do?
1: I have those thoughts, and I just overcome them. I I either try and deal with them as quick as possible, or I don't dwell on them, or just let it stew me up and really play play with me. I just deal with it straight away. It's like um, first, like three seconds, you can make a decision, just do it, and I just. Try I don't know, I don't think it would be the right thing to say, but it's just like in and out. So like as soon as you get like a negative thought, it's like why am I having this negative thought? It should be positive. Let's flip it and now it's positive. It seems simple, but like it's really hard because like it can play a toll on you and might mean something else or something, I don't know. But I just try and flip it, and f- even even just find one tiny little positive in the negative that you're thinking. Just if I'm th- going into a heat, and say I, I have John John at Pipeline, and it's like he's really good at Pipeline. I've only surfed pipe however many times, but it's like I can still win. And just flip it. I might get the best barrel of my life. Think of a positive, just and it, one little tiny positive in that in that negative can flip a huge negative of me losing a heat but I could
0: find one positive and then it could be just be make it could make my day you've always seemed to have this pure confidence even from a young age when you used to compete on the junior series you had this like animal like confidence like you'll sit next to the athlete you'll back your decisions and you find that drive and I, it's a testament to obviously your results and your character you're such a strong person in the water physically, you're probably one of the most powerful surfers in the world, yet you have this kind of lion-like attitude towards competing. You haven't ever had a coach, you've never tried to be something that you're not. How important is being true to yourself and being that person who you are? Because I know so many people struggle with kind of finding that identity.
1: I've just found what I like and I'm happy with it. I'm not trying to change anything there's always new new things that come and and I don't have, like have a mentor as one person. I find you could mentor me in something I could find just a person i had a good conversation to at the beach while I'm going for my swim or something they could say something and it just clicks and they could they could be a little bit of a mentor for that one reason and I find that with everybody and you just take little snippets of people's wiseness and things people do. And I feel like that's like, why wouldn't you do that? It's, how, how do you know one person's right? What about if you can, if you got a bit of, bit of knowledge from every single person on earth, you'd be the smartest person in the world. So i just try and take my, i just take a little bit of knowledge if, if it clicks from somebody and then I f- feel like that's a gain. Hold that tight. This is a funny one because I remember I think it was in South Africa and it's it's not that much of a knowledge but it's a life hack and you, you just said why don't we just smash the avocado in the avocado and I was like that's genius it's I love avocado and I love having avocado on toast but when they're not ripe I get so angry and like so devastated I don't get to have my avocado toast but then you just smash it up inside and it works then you I've taken that, i pretty much used that nearly every second day when I have a non-wrapped avocado because everybody knows how hard they are to get a good one. But then you do that with everything. So you grow and take snippets and then constantly just build in on that.
0: Are you kind of at the point where now you've had two years on tour, you've kind of found, sounds like you've found what works for you, you've surfed all of the waves on tour now. Are you going to dream big next year and start visualising and finding that kind of huge goal or are you just going to keep going and enjoying your life or do you put the goals as something that is going to be the key to your happiness over the next 12 to 24 months
1: uh i would say happiness the that's where i draw my confidence from i would say i guess that if you're not happy you're not going to be in the good a good mind frame so it's going to be harder to get into that confident state where you're, your belief is there and everything. So that's why I have my friends that come with me and the journey that I have is is close tight and it's just the people who I like. Because they're really the people that I can draw the most out of too because I have the trust there and the confidence that they're saying and doing the right thing by me as I'm doing for them. So yeah, next year it's definitely not like a visualization of me holding the world title trophy up it's just the same thing I want to enjoy this moment that I've got right now just like I love that like I love enjoying it and I, I even watch people and I feel like they're not enjoying it I'm like how are they doing this like this is wild I think it's because they've probably been doing it their whole life so maybe it's a little different than, than me but I'm stoked i <laughs> find happiness in it every day. And if I can be happy with my close friends and my family and people around me, I'm living the dream.
0: You have a pretty relaxed lifestyle. You get to, when you're at home, basically you have to train and go surf. But something I really admire and I notice that you do, no matter what, you get up at 6am, you go down and check the surf, you have your coffee. What is there any reason you don't have to get up early. Is that something that you kind of put down to getting in that mindset and getting in that sort of, I guess, positive action to start your day? Is that morning routine super crucial to you having a good day, do you feel?
1: Yeah, definitely. Not in the way of if you sleep in, you're going to have a bad day. But I, I feel like there's like growing up and going through whatever you've gone through there's things that you like doing and I've just found uh, a handful of things that I like doing and I can easily do these things every day they're not hard things they're really simple things and they can make my day and I feel like people I'm trying sometimes for them to have a day made takes complicated things but I don't know I just broke mine down to really simple things I like watching the sun come up. I like watching the sun go down. It's just the sunrise and sunset's beautiful and I like I like I like watching it. I like having a coffee when it's coming up and a beer when it's going down. It's pretty simple, but that's just me. I just like that like like that stuff and I I sleep in, obviously. I love sleep. <laughs> There's just um I just kind of feel my vibe. If I'm tired, I'm going to sleep in but if I have a good night's sleep, I'm just going to get up, watch the sun come up, watch the sun go down. My day is going to be my day. Whatever I have to do during that day is going to happen. I just set it from the start.
0: It's awesome how you've figured that out and how you've kind of noticed what works for you. And it's such a strong thing. And so many people, I guess, could learn so much from the way you live. And it's really hard, but just the way that you make sure you do that thing in the morning where you get up and have a coffee and watch the sunrise. If you know you do that, you know you're gonna have a good day and finding those things individually for each person is so important. I feel like people battle themselves,
1: Like, so I have a thought train and then they're probably thinking, why am I thinking this? But just go with it. Like if you're thinking it, the universe is telling you something. And if it's a negative thing, Find the positive out of it, or go through the motions of dealing with it, let it go, and then the universe will send you another sign or another thing just to go on with your day and you don't you shouldn't be battling your thought trains. Like it's like you said, your conscious is just the way of life and if you copying all the things that it's given you, you just gotta keep keep it rolling and keep being happy and I'm
0: going to have my surf now and be happy. Beautiful day here, so we're going to buzz on out and go for a surf. Thanks heaps, Wade. Thank you. Good Humans was presented by me, Cooper Chapman. Producer, Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson.